0: Okay, so if you totally prepare when you're getting ready to buy your home, is that going to ensure that you're going to have a smooth contract and escrow period? Nope. Dream on, buddy. Escrows and buying contract periods are like life. You can prepare all you want, but lots of things are out of your control. Let's talk about it. Hello, seekers of knowledge. This is your How to Buy a Home guy, David Sidoni. Welcome in, everybody. I'm a realtor here in Southern California with eXp Realty. I'm a champion. No, wait, I am the champion of the most abused and ignored consumer in the American marketplace, the first time home buyer. And I'm back after a little bit of an extended absence. Now, I understand that podcasts live in eternity. And if you're currently binging these audio nuggets sometime in the future, you know, not today, October 2019, then that doesn't make any sense to you because you just went from episode 24 to 25 without a break. No time has passed. But for those of you living in the now, you know, living in the moment, man, if you've been missing me and you've been listening to the podcast in chronological real time, you might have been wondering where I've been. First of all, no, I did not give up on my mission to treat you first time homebuyers with the respect that you deserve. And no, I did not decide to change everything up, you know, decide to screw it. I'm just going to be like the rest of the real estate industry and put all of my efforts into begging people to let me sell their homes. See, because that way, sucker buyers like you are going to come crawling to my listing, come to my doorstep, and then I can screw you over because, you know, a listing agent, they're going to tilt all the negotiations to the seller because that's the person who hired them in the first place. And they're the only real clients that most people in the real estate industry care about. And finally, no, I did not use my connections at Disneyland to go move into the Millennium Falcon for the last six, seven weeks. Although that sounds pretty awesome, and I wish I had. I actually had a very pretty serious family emergency, and it's a hell of a story. Don't go anywhere because you're going to want to hear this. And yes, I will segue from my horror story and we'll discuss how you can overcome obstacles when you're trying to buy a home. This is going to be very important information for you. But before that, I just have to take a minute to thank each and every one of you out there who's got me in your ear holes right now. Thank you so much to the listeners out there. I really I started this podcast to see if I could help people that were being ignored, and it turns out that uh, the answer is a resounding yes. Lots of folks feel ignored. See, while I've been away taking care of my family and I'm not recording, the response to the podcast has been astounding. It's been flabbergasting. it's been mind-blowing. As of today here, uh, October 2019, I've connected 32 listeners with bitching unicorn agents in their specific neck of the woods all over the country to help them on their journey to buy their first home. But some of them, we not even close to buying, we're just starting at the very, very beginning planning stages, talking to people two, three, four years out. And while I was away, I have been getting three to four different podcast listeners each week that have been reaching out to me on Instagram, on Twitter even, and through the Facebook page, and emailing me directly, going right to my website, and they've been reaching out, and they've been looking for help. Seriously, three to four a week while I was away. Gang, I'm blowing up. And the difference between me blowing up and you know, some of your favorite stars blowing up is I don't get a platinum record or a big TV deal out of this explosion. (laughs) All I get is just tons of rad people all across the country getting the guidance they deserve without getting the shaft from the rest of the crappy, greedy realtors who kind of look down on you first-time buyers. So thank you. And I hear you. I get it. You're hungry. So I'm dedicated to keeping this thing going. This podcast is going to keep rocking and keep reaching out to all you folks it's been a real rough time here, so knowing that I had a mission to get back to you and the tons of people all across the country who are counting on me, it really helped push me through, so thanks to you. All right, what's the big mystery? What's been going on? Well, what's been going on is I had a crappy 30 days. So let's start where my 30 days ended. I totaled my car, got a run off the road, crashed, and uh, hit. A couple different sidewalls, but I'm fine. No stress, no drama. My ribs hurt a lot, which is tough in my world because I like to laugh. But besides that, I'm good. Thank you, airbags. Woohoo! All right, how do my 30 days start? Well, this is where it all began. The beginning of this 30 day period that I had, my 13 year old son and my wife were attacked by a pit bull, and we had a pretty scary situation. They were parked in our neighborhood. Walk into our front door. There were kids playing outside. And uh, this pit bull that lives in our neighborhood, but we, we never see out for a walk, was out for a walk that day. And uh, the person walking the pit bull lost control because he started to jump up. And then when he broke free, when she fell down and let go of the leash, he attacked my son. So the pit bull started chomping on my son's arm and then chomping on my son's leg. My wife, being the badass mama bear that she is, started smacking the dog with her purse. Well, let's just say that pissed the dog off. He then um, attacked my wife, bit her in the stomach really hard, got lots of cutting and tearing there. And then, unfortunately, it jumped up on her and knocked her down. When she fell on the ground, it jumped on her chest and went to go bite her in the head. She turned her head And the dog ripped her entire left ear off. I was inside the house uh, with my daughter, heard the screaming and the commotion outside. We rushed to the hospital. They tried to reconnect the ear for four and a half hour surgery. It didn't work. So uh, my wife right now does not have her ear. And the really weird thing is what they do is when they try to reattach it, if it doesn't attach, then... They need to save that cartilage in case you want to do a reconstruction, you know, rebuild the ear later on, but they need to save it someplace while the area heals, but they need to save it someplace where the cartilage can grow. So they actually stick it in your body. Sometimes they put it in your arm. Sometimes they put it in your leg, but these guys decided to stick it in the back of her head. So um, right now, Tina doesn't have an ear, but she does have an ear inside underneath her scalp. So it's a, a really weird situation. Her hearing's fine. Daniel's fine. And uh, the bottom line is this could have been a heck of a lot worse. Like I said, there were kids playing out there. There were three kids under three years old that were in the neighborhood just 20 feet away from this dog attack. You know, when the dog jumped on Tina's chest, it could have, it was going for her face. This could have been her eye. It could have been her cheek. It could have been her jugular. You know, that could have been the instinctual move from the pit bull. So that's where we are right now. My family has been trying to figure out what we're going to do with this and uh, how we're going to move forward. My wife is uh, being a a killer trooper, surviving with one ear, and we're getting ready to figure out if we're going to reconstruct her, do a prosthetic ear so she can take it off at parties, and or if she's upset with me, she can take it off and go, you're not listening. No, that doesn't make sense. It'd be the other way around. Anyway, that's where I've been. So as I was preparing to come back to the podcast, I wasn't really going to talk about this. And then I realized that the car crash happened exactly 30 days after the dog attack on my family. So it hit me. The universe was giving me a big fat sign. Suddenly, every rough escrow that my buyers have ever been through came to my mind good people who prepared and sacrificed so that this gigantic endeavor would be the happy event that it should be. You know, they did everything right. They were feeling good. You know, and that's how I was feeling when my 30 days started. I, I changed my career a little bit and got to help you guys out. Things were going great. And then life happened. I had a crazy 30 days, just like an escrow or a contract period. Sometimes, Even the most prepared buyers have a crappy escrow. No matter how much you prepare, it could end up being 30 days of just sheer torture. Sure, now, if you don't prepare, your odds of that are much higher and it will probably be even worse. But sometimes, even if you listen to this podcast and you go onto my website at davidsidoni.com and you read every single podcast and you follow everything to the letter, even if you follow all the lessons, even if you save all of your cash, if you stick all your moolah under your mattress and you've got a ton of money going into your contract period, even if you're the guy who makes all the sacrifices while all your friends are out spending their money going YOLO, living their best lives, and then you sit at home eating mac and cheese just so you can watch your savings account grow so you can have a really good home buying experience. Even if you're a person who. Does reach out to me and we hook you up with a badass unicorn realtor, the magical, mythical, unbelievable, incredible combination of a real estate agent who gives a damn about you and is also experienced and knows what the hell they're doing. You know, so they can work with the first-time buyers that the rest of the industry's thrown away. Even if you do all those things and you prepare and you do everything right, sometimes your contract period, your escrow period. Is going to be 30 days of hell. So deal with that fact. It might happen. Metaphorically, this just happened to me. And that was my 30 days of an escrow hell, not my fault. And I'll explain to you why you need to prepare for that in just a minute. But first of all, I just want to say that when this happens, potentially if, but possibly when, it's how you handle the adversity that makes up the character. It's how we as human beings, how we handle adversity will actually define who we are. It might happen. It might not be your fault, but be ready. So why might this happen? What's going on? Well, let's say you do everything right and you prepare. Now you want to buy your dream home and the home that you fall in love with. Well, maybe they've got a crappy listing agent or maybe the person who owns the house is clinically insane. Now, both of these people might have the most ridiculous concepts of how a home sale is supposed to happen, and then you end up with 30 days of hell. So this episode is going to be about how you can endure in case that happens to you, because the most prepared person can still run into that equation. What do you do to keep your eyes on the prize and come out the other end of those 30-day nightmares, you know, coming out of a scary inspection, a request for repair insane nightmare, appraisal problems, or, or you know maybe even you get a flood in the house just two hours before you're supposed to get the keys. Now, why would I give such a specific example? Yeah, because that happened to some of my buyers. Two hours. The moving men took out the washer and dryer and the refrigerator, and they didn't plug up the water sources to both of those. And then, so they were out of the house. The sellers were packing in their new house, and we showed up And there was three inches of water in the whole house. You never know. So, actually, and it's funny because I'm recording this for a second time because it's been a while and I screwed up on the uh, technology. And in between the time I recorded it last night and today, I got an email. Our second closing is happening from our podcast listeners. So, Nicole and Green Bay, big ups. What up? You join Chris and Jacqueline. Infamy here, our second closing. From How to Buy a Home Guy. It's pretty exciting because, um, you know, I, I did this to help you guys plan, and some of you guys were a little further along, and then you found us. So, thanks to the podcast and a referral from me to a super rad unicorn agent in Green Bay, Kevin, help Nicole. So, shout out to the Unicorn Network. The Unicorn Network is real. Now, listen to what she said to me in the email that I just got this morning. The highs and lows of emotions have been so extreme. I never imagined how emotionally exhausting this process would be. And there she's talking about the escrow, the contract period. Being prepared is one thing, but actually going through this whole process solo is a whole new world. Now, just taking it day by day and excited for this to be over with. Now, Nicole is super. The rest of the whole email was filled with exclamation points and happy things, and, but none of that was relevant to what we're talking about. She's very excited about buying her new house. But gang, you got to know this, the drama of an escrow or a contract period, it's real. Okay, now some of you out there might be going, dude, what is going on? Where's Captain Positive? You know, the guy who's always telling me, you can do this. Well, as you also know, I'm always going to tell you the truth. Because that old saying, it's got a ton of merit. Only the truth shall set you free. You demand it for me, actually. And I dig that. That's why you're here. That's why you listen. The only way to succeed in your dreams is if you are armed with the truth. So I'm always going to be transparent and give you the straight information. But look, if you do everything right and you're ready for what might happen, then you can handle it. Hell, life threw me this incredible, awful curveball. I got this 30 days of hell that just happened to me, but my family's moving on. My little girl likes to say, you know, there's four of us. She goes, hey, daddy. She's nine, daddy. There's four of us, seven ears, one family. Love it. That's us. We're moving on. Now, don't get me wrong. This time sucked, but it's time to move ahead. So let's get to the solution side of things. What happens if you hit a thirty days of hell? Get to the solution side. If you're in your buying period, when things go wrong not if, because something small will go wrong even in the best one. It's up to you to choose your attitude. Look, what you focus on, what you think about all the time, there's a saying, what you focus on expands. What you're thinking about all the time, it gets bigger and bigger. If you're you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you're taking in garbage all day long and marinating and stewing on that, that's what's going to be your outward thinking. Take in and focus on the good parts of the process. If you're an emotional person, then do this. Remove all the emotions and focus on the calculations and the numbers. Get back into that spreadsheet mentality and remember all the nitty-gritty numbers that helped you make this decision. If you're analytical, well, then don't focus on the numbers because you're going to get some stuff that happens to the escrow and you're going to put it in your spreadsheet and punch all your little numbers and you're going to nerd out and freak out. So when all the insanity of a rough contract happens to you, then you start thinking about think bigger, think globally, think six months from now when all this stuff is a distant memory and you're sitting at home. If you want to picture yourself sitting at home with you know tons of Excel spreadsheets and a craft beer, you big dork, whatever it takes, emotional people think analytical, analytical think emotional get yourself out of the negative thoughts don't wallow in the problems everyone goes through this you're going to go through it and you're going to get to the end if you wallow in your problems you're going to make a bed in that swamp of misery and just live in misery swamp focus on what you have not what you don't at any given moment you know focus on the end result and realize that getting there it might not be fair it might not be just. You might have to make some sacrifices. And it's up to you to decide, do I want to make the sacrifice to get into that dream home? Most of the time, the answer is yes. Now, if there's a $50,000 problem with the roof and the plumbing, bail. But most of the time, you're going to push through. That's the way it is when you're buying a house from one random person. And that's a fact you need to accept now. So that it's easier to swallow later on when you're really invested. In the buying process. And if you're one of the unfortunate people to get into a deal for your dream home with that jacked up seller or the bad listing agent, one thing that my family learned in our crisis is that if you're doing everything right, if you're taking the right steps, and if you're on the right path and what you're trying to do in life, people are going to notice. And you won't be alone when something wonky happens. I can't believe the outpouring from the community. It's been incredible for me and my wife and my kids. See, people are naturally empathetic, and they're going to feel for you if you've been doing all the right things. They're going to be watching you do that, and something bad happens, they're going to feel empathetic. You get a weirdo on the other side of the deal, they're going to feel bad for you. Good people who have done good things to get where they are, like you, buying a freaking home, that's responsibility, kids. You always get the benefit of the doubt, and if you feel alone, ask for help or advice, and you may find out you're wrong. Your family, your friends, your coworkers, your unicorn realtor, your lender—they're all going to be on your side. And heck, let's get crazy. Let's say you you don't have a solid relationship with family or friends or your coworkers, and you actually are alone. Well, then listen close. You feeling alone, going through this process, you are already my hero. You choose to do these things. You have chosen to listen to this podcast to better yourself. You're already so far ahead of the other people, taking for granted maybe their support groups. You are not alone because I'm in awe of you and I'm here for you. And if we get you a great unicorn realtor, they're going to be able to help you get your mind right and get you through the journey. Okay, now, I know what you're thinking. No, actually, I don't. But I know what you might be thinking. Or that's just the words I use to segue. So maybe you're thinking, what's it sound like? Or why do I sound like a motivational speaker all of a sudden? What's with all the Tony Robbins mind over matter crap? Well, because too many buyers out there Get into buying a home. And if you're under 40, you've lived a large part of your life with a smartphone in your hand. You're used to getting everything and getting all the answers. And sometimes when you're a consumer at this point, you're going to, you know, I feel bad. I'm going to use the word, but ready, brace for it. Sometimes younger consumers at this time are a little bit. Hang on. Entitled. Okay, raise your hand if you want to punch me in the face. No, no, not you, you idiot. You're driving. Don't raise your hand. Look, I know, I know. I use the dreaded e word. I'm a horrible, horrible old man who doesn't understand how things work. Well, first of all, if you listen to any podcast, you know that ain't true. I'm the last thing from mature, but I use that dreaded e word because I'm telling you this. Buyers out there, what everyone needs to understand is real estate is its own weird entity that has survived this way for years. It might blow up, it might change, but for right now, these are the rules. And the rules are there are no rules. Most buyers think that buying a home has some rules. It does not. You're used to rules, you know, consequences for companies who don't follow the rules or even. An individual, let's say there's a regular individual guy out there selling stuff who doesn't follow the rules. If you're a jerk on eBay, bam, you're low-rated and you can't sell stuff anymore. If you're a crappy Uber driver, bam, you're low-rated. And you can also go to Uber and go to the corporate side, what you're used to doing, and maybe get 100 bucks in free rides because you had such a terrible experience. Well, that's not how residential real estate works. There is no corporate entity to complain to or send a nasty tweet, or write a scathing review. No one gives a damn about Yelp and Google reviews for the one seller who's selling the house. That's not his job. You're buying from one senseless and potentially psychotic home seller who doesn't give two bits about you. As I like to say often, selling a home that's a one-off sale So do not get empowered as the consumer. If you come in with that attitude, you will fare so much better emotionally. You don't mean squat to that seller or the listing agent or anyone in the transaction. It's true. Now, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you get a great seller and buyer and it works out. But this is where it's at. So at this point, maybe you're wondering, dude, where's my advice? What do I do when things go crappy in my 30 days? How do I correct an inspection nightmare? Or what do I do if there's a loan problem, a request for repair battle, or an appraisal super screw up? What do we do, David? That's why I came here. How do I overcome the obstacles? Well, I've already told you, and I've said it a million times before in all the other podcasts, hire a pro realtor. Let me do that again with claps. Hire a pro realtor. That's how serious I am about that. They're going to handle all the crazy issues, but you've got to work with a pro that cares for you and that has experience and has seen this stuff before. Not your friend who got their real estate license last year and wouldn't it be fun to work together and go look at houses. Oh my God, it'd be so much fun. I already told you this in this podcast. It's really simple. Hire a pro and then be prepared. Know the game. Know what you're getting into. Expect nothing because it's one person selling one house one time and they do not have to follow any rules. Prep your mind and let your badass realtor do all the heavy lifting if something goes wrong. Think of it this way. Think about the people with the most dangerous jobs in the world. How do they do it? Well, they train like mad men. Sorry, mad women, mad people, mad humans, whatever. They train. They train, they train, they train, they train, they train, and then they prepare their minds. And then when their job puts them in that actual scary real-life danger, they don't panic. They actually get super zen and very calm, and the automatic muscle memory and the response takes over. Their training takes over, but it only takes over if you're calm. That's what you need to do. So go ahead, take some time, rewind, go back re-listen to the middle of this podcast, the after the dog story, listen to all the Tony Robbins mindset stuff. That's your training. And then you can fall back on it if things hit the fan. I'm definitely not saying that psycho sellers happen to everyone. Lots of times, as I said, there's, there's kumbaya, there's love fest, there's buyers and sellers sitting down together and having wine and talking about the house. It does. That happens. But the more that you understand the process and the more that you correct your mindset, the easier it's going to be to swallow if something doesn't go your way. It's all mindset during the escrow and contract period. There's an old saying, the most important piece of real estate in your life is the six inches between your ears. Well, (laughs) in my wife's case, ear. Look, Tina's got one ear, but she's alive. And so's our son. And that was just the beginning of our 30 day journey. We could have chosen to fret, you know, about what just happened to us. We could have wallowed in that, but we didn't. We focused on what did not happen. We focused, you know, how much worse it could have been. And then we focused on what we had and how we were going to find ways to enjoy that moving forward. So get your mind right, get ready. Because you're here and you're listening to this podcast, you're already my hero. And that means eventually your 30 days is coming. Get your mind right, be ready for your 30 days, and be ready for whatever this world can throw at you. Because if you're here, you're on your way. And you know what? You can do this.